What's up, guys? Welcome to the Wedding Pros Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about mid-season self-care and how you can stay fresh and on top of your game despite being in the middle of a crazy wedding season. My name is Jared, and today I'm here with Jason McCutcheon. Yeah, and so, hey, listen up. We would love it if you would subscribe if you would hit the alert bell in YouTube, um, whether you're on Spotify, YouTube, um, Apple Podcasts, we really uh, appreciate those of you that do subscribe and do comment and like. And if you want to keep hearing this content, if you're a wedding creative um, and you're looking for a some content that's maybe a little more business focused and a little more, I would say, pragmatic, um, and definitely we're going to be getting real too. Um, definitely give us a subscribe and get us uh, hit that notify bell because it really means a lot to us. It's really, mm-hmm. really great. So, so do you remember um, when you first? Because we came out of production. For those that don't know, we kind of did more production stuff before we did weddings, and so I think we kind of knew what it was like to shoot and be on our feet. But like, do you remember? Like, were you surprised with how real the post wedding kind of hangover thing was if in the wedding creative world, like? Do you remember that when yeah. you first started shooting? I think it, it the thing that surprised me, like I expected it to be hard physically, especially middle of summer, it's hot, whatever. Um, but the mental toll it took on you, like, was probably even more of a surprise and more, even more exhausting to yeah, me. Yeah, like the the day after the wedding, you're like, yeah, oh my god, like I can't think about anything. I can't. I feel like I just got a divorce, like. <laughs> 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 like some traumatic, like you got yeah. a car accident, but it wasn't just a car accident. It was one of those ones where like you like hit a grandma or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I ate those. You, not only do you feel bad physically, but you feel bad emotionally. Yeah. That's a really weird description of a post-wedding day hangover. Yeah. Um, and so like I remember like when we were first started doing it, like getting home and you know what's really funny? When you first start doing weddings, you try to wear fancy shoes. Yeah. Fancy shoes, ties, things like that. Like, I don't know that our guys do anymore because we tell them, like, don't do it. Yeah. Please don't. Like, we were, we mentor them. I just sweat way too much. That, (laughs) like, I used to love wearing, like, a little jacket and a a nice shirt and a tie. Oh, it looks great. Alan Edmund shoes. And then the next day, you're just like, oh, the shirt is ruined. My hold fast bled through my white shirt and I have to get a new $50, $60 white shirt and just... Like, oh, my goodness. The shoes probably were the worst thing, though. The shoes like, are the worst. Dr- yeah. Dress shoes. Like, not only that, I remember if you're not from New England, there's a lot of weddings out here that are um, on the beach, of course, but um, our beaches are... A lot of them are very rocky. Mm-hmm. They're not, like, sandy beaches. They're, yeah. like, rocky terrain. And the... If you're a man and you have dress shoes, um, I'm, I'm assuming no women wear like heels or whatever to shoot weddings. Probably someone does, but but like I was just talking to Danielle today, and she said she used to back in the day. Yeah, yeah, and you for like, her first like three or four weddings. Everybody does that when they first start out. Yeah, they're shooting weddings and they're wearing these fancy shoes, and then they realize like, oh wow, my feet are literally bleeding like mm-hmm. within three hours yep. of this, and it's like. Like when you first start doing it, you want to show up, you want to dress this, dress for success, and like after a while, you're like, no, I'm gonna dress to not die. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna dress to like be able to not sweat through my shirt and not have bloody feet and all this horribleness, right? So at this point, what do you think your go-to shoe? What's your brand? So these days? I used to like try to convince myself, like, oh, I'm gonna get those. Like, um, actually. Kohan makes a whole line. Oh, if you're stole my answer. Yeah, Kohan makes a really nice line of like um because they for those that don't know, Nike owns Kohan. And so they use a lot of their soles in some of their yeah, they're like casual a zero dress sole or whatever. Luna Guard or whatever. Is that what it okay? That's one of them. Yeah. But they make a ton of them. A mm-hmm. bunch of different ones that are more dressy looking. Now, if I would be lying if I told you I actually wore those, I usually just end up wearing black sneakers. Like like Nikes? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Just a black, black on black. sneaker. Just a black, you can't notice them. Yeah. Black soles, not white soles. Black on black shoes that don't blend in at all, mm-hmm. that my feet won't hurt in, because I like tight shoes that flex. I don't want to, and I don't, because I don't want to slip. Yeah. I don't want to hurt myself. I don't want to yeah. drop a camera, and I don't want my feet to hurt. So yeah, that's what I actually do. I think you could, for those of you that are not comfortable wearing black sneakers, the Kohans are an excellent way to go. 
I, I do wear, I feel like I, I got the Cole Hans, they're like the something something zero ones, but they're the cushiony, bendy ones that have like a, it's like a fiber over the top. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like that, it's not an easy kind of fiber. Yeah, they're like top. a knit. Yeah, yeah, it's a knit. Very comfortable. And that's made a world of difference. I think two years ago, I had like, you know that tendon on your foot, the, the arch part, but like the inside of your arch yep. that goes to your big toe? It connects all the way up to like your your um, hamstring. Yep. So like my whole body would be tight from just the shoes that I so was wearing. So it's brutal. Oh my god, and it is. But like simply changing your shoe uh, makes all the difference in the world. So those. What's those your? Are if you're listening to this, we'd love to hear about your biggest um, injuries and all the <laughs> brutalities yeah. you've experienced by being a wedding creative. I mean, it's not easy, right? I don't think it's easy. I, I remember a couple of years back, I sprained my ankle playing softball, and then I had a wedding to shoot on the weekend. I was like, I have to make it there for the wedding. Like it was like seriously sprained too. It was like really <laughs> hurting me. And I wore dress shoes. And you know how when you sprain your ankle, your like whole thing kind of like swells up. The dress shoe was like cutting into that all day, cutting into like the swollenness because I was an idiot. I didn't like to wrap it or do anything. And, like, by the end of the day, I could barely walk. I think I shot that wedding all by myself that day, too. I was, like, the most Do you remember that day I had that terrible bloody nose while I was shooting? Yes. (laughs) Okay, we're going to put – if you're watching on YouTube, we're going to put the image on the screen. Did we take a picture of it? Oh, I have a picture. Oh. (laughs) Right here. It'll go right here, editors. Yeah. And it's just this picture of me, like, driving – and it was like a crazy wedding where yeah. we had to drive, like, eight locations. Yeah, yeah. That was a wedding where, actually, the bride was getting out of the car and or they were getting into their limo and then somebody just full-on rear-ended the limo while they were sitting uh. there parked. <laughs> <laughs> it was a crazy day. I remember you coming in and I think myself, Jordan, and Dom had all been shooting that day. So we were all in the office, like, dumping our gear, dumping the cards. And then you came in at, like, midnight into the office and you were like your white shirt was like all bloody and we're like what the heck happened to you <laughs> and you were like oh no i just got a nosebleed and you were I like was, still i was driving and then like down the road and my nose was just bleeding <laughs> down my face i looked like andrew wk <laughs> so um there like i said let us know about your worst injuries and because then we can all share war stories but i think the point is um, it's very physically exhausting. Like it, once you get, you know, like you always hear about in athletics, right? Well, you know, you, you're not fresh anymore. Yeah. Like there comes a point in a season where it starts to take a toll on your body. Um, there are some people who shoot more than us individually and they're, and they're like, amen. And there are people in the longer you do it, you're not getting any younger. So it's just like, you know, if you're not prepared for that, um, you are not going to be prepared for the post wedding day hangover. Right. Mm. That's a real thing. So what do you like to do? Do you have any post-wedding, by the way, meals or rituals that you like to do? Mm, I do. I have a post-wedding ritual and then a probably like a pre-wedding, uh, not pre-wedding ritual necessarily, but beforehand, I like to make like a good breakfast because usually I forget to eat lunch on a wedding day. It's just I, I don't, or maybe grab some like granola bars or something, but big breakfast in the morning. I like to leave early and usually grab breakfast like near the venue so we can try something like new, like a new coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, something new. And then um, just to kind of like relax. And and also like I'm horrified of either my car breaking down for whatever reason or like getting in an accident. And I figure if I leave three hours early and I'm just around, then um, you could take an Uber at least. I could at least take an Uber. Yeah, at least get there via Uber. and be on time. Um, and I've never, ever, ever been late to a wedding. So I've um, never been late either. So that, but then also um, post wedding meals, um, I think like a Burger King or not a Burger King, like McDonald's, like double cheeseburger. A fast food, junk food thing. And anything, literally anything along the way. The first thing, Taco Bell, um, anything junky, and then soda. Like I, I, I don't drink soda usually. I but. always want, honestly, I like a granola bar and a coffee. After? After a wedding. Yeah? Well, and it, it, like, assuming it's not like within 30 minutes of my house. Yeah. But usually I'm driving two and a half hours. I usually eat it all. Like, because they'll have cake, right? They'll have cake and coffee at the wedding. I usually have a cake and a coffee to go. Mm. And then something terrible on the way home that my wife will yell at me about. Yeah. 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 So, 
what about like that post wedding day? I remember I I don't always do this, sure. But there when I'm like particularly feeling it, mm. post wedding day, feeling yourself. No, feeling like ouch, like really my feet are killing me. Yeah, definitely a pedicure. Mm. I never love, done that. Oh, I would. You have not lived. Until you get those hot stone pedicures. I totally believe you. Do you just got one? I, I always get one before vacation too. No, don't judge okay. me. Screw you if you don't like that. I, no, that's cool now, dude. It's it's the it's the nineties. Yeah, my wife likes it and I like it too. No shame. Yeah, I would totally do that with my wife. Um, although <laughs> I went by would, myself a few times. That's fine. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, I'm down I'm for that. To do I just it. never think about it. If my feet are hurting, uh, you know, it's just it's just a nice little reward. Mm-hmm. I worked really hard. So yeah. um, that's what I like to do. And I'm sure a lot of people out there, they have their post-wedding day rituals. I've heard of all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Most people, it's usually a lot of people, it involves alcohol. <laughs> Hopefully not in your drive home. <laughs> or like doing nothing or eating cereal. Who knows? But I, like we're all finding ways to cope with the stresses of the season. And so one of the things I wanted to point out today, right, mid-season survival guide kind mm-hmm. of thing, like like how do you take care of yourself in the middle of the season? Because I feel like at the beginning of the season, you're like, it's not the same. And mm-hmm. at the end of the season, well, you're, hyped. you're hyped for like getting back into like the swing of things. And like, you know, you have that adrenaline, but then you start <coughs> shooting week after week after week. And it's just, it's a grind. It wears on you, especially if you're doing doubles and doing triples. And, you know, we can even dive into that probably a little bit. Like if you take doubles, if you take triples, even totally, um, it's no matter what you choose to do, if even if you're doing 10 weddings, by yeah. the time you hit your fifth wedding, if yeah. you're doing 30 weddings, by the time you like, there just seems to be like when you get kind of halfway through that, it's just like you're in the dog days a little bit. Mm-hmm. And not only can hopefully emotionally you're still good, hopefully emotionally you're still enjoying it and your clients are still getting your best. But even if that's true, I think physically sometimes it can just be like, wow, this is tough on me. Mm-hmm. Right. So. So we kind of want to talk about that a little today because not only do we have like the goofy stories and there's those fun things you do, but like, man, the idea that you need to find a way, not just for you, not just for your family, but for your clients to get through that season and finish strong mm-hmm. at the halfway point, I think it's it's real, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And And just realizing like it's not just for you. It's also, like you said, it's for your family because if you are worn out and exhausted and burnt out, then that translates to, you know, your family, to your wife, to your kids, to extended family. Um, Yeah. And I can't imagine, like, I don't do my best work when I'm sick of it. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to do taking care of myself and making sure I'm in a good place. I find that usually that kind of hitting hitting a wall happens probably... Mid-August for yeah, us in New, England. That, in New England. And that's our that's our season. I think that's probably the majority of people's If you're seasons. listening to this and you're not in New England, our wedding season in New England is pretty much May to, May to end October. of October. Yeah. And there's obviously weddings in April and obviously weddings and obviously New Year's Eve. Like, yeah. But like pretty much I, most wedding professionals I know don't do any weddings from January to March. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. Like speckled in, but. Yeah, for the most part. That's that's when you're going to get burnt out. Because I, I find when I shoot, have one wedding in February, it's like you give all your effort, all your mental effort. You, you respond to emails within like five minutes of people sending it. So you're on top of everything and you're, you know, just ready for it. Well, because your, your business doesn't stop, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just because you're middle of the season. So yeah. let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. So one of the reasons I think burnout is so happens, we brought up, which is the physical toil right? You're just, your body is a part of your mind and Mm -hmm. your mind is part of your body and they play off each other. And so you're physically getting beat up, right? Mm -hmm. The other one I think is the just stress because this is how we view you. If you're watching this, if you're a wedding or listening, if you're a wedding creative, at the core of what you do is you're an entrepreneur and you're running a business. And so not only are you creating on Saturdays, but you're having to maintain this business Monday through Friday. Yep. And I think the biggest toll I think that people take is that part, right? It's not the physical part. It's the 
emotional and the like the mental stress part, right? So, mm-hmm. what are some of the things that beyond shooting that start to pile up mid season that maybe are easier to deal with in your off season? Yeah, I think um, when you think about it, like you're saying, you know, you're shooting on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, potentially, and and you come in on Monday and you have a million emails to get to because you didn't answer emails on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That seems to be when most people email you, by the way. Makes sense. Um, yeah, they're, they're free. So <laughs> everyone expects um, you to get back to them on Monday. So you're really doing all your maintenance stuff, like catching up on Monday, um, you know, getting to vendors, to, uh, to trying to get a hold of the insurance company to get a certificate of insurance, um, all the office management. I mean, I, that's the stuff that to me takes a toll because I'll look at my. Well, and if you know, you're if you're a wedding creative, you probably didn't get into this to manage an office. Exactly, exactly. Like, so it's just like it's maintenance. It's like mundane stuff. And then you know, for me on Monday, I can start at nine o'clock, and then I look at my clock, you know, and it's already five o'clock, and I'm I'm still writing emails to people. I'm still on, staying on top of that. Um, so that stuff, and then you're not even talking about getting to the edits and you know the actual creative stuff that just takes a ton of time to well, do. Well, not only that, hopefully you're, you know, balancing your books. Yeah, yeah. Finances. You're still doing your marketing. Like all these things yep. are really a huge part of being a wedding creative. And that honestly, nobody got not nobody, but probably almost nobody got into the wedding business to be like, man. I cannot wait to manage a not profile, a wedding profile, manage, balance my QuickBooks. Oh, it's going to be so great when I can have my own business mm-hmm. where I'm having to back up my files and also do the work. Yeah. Like they're thinking like, oh, I got 40 hours a week to shoot and edit. Yep. No, you don't. Yep. And, and bottom line, I mean, I think this time of the year, one of the things that's exhausting is it just feels like it all is getting away from you, oh, right? Because yeah. it's, like it's all just piling up. You're not one step ahead, you're one step behind. And like for me, I operate much better when my room is clean. So like I, if my room is clean, email's answered, then I can think creatively. Your, I can actually... Your um, metaphorical room. So exactly. Yes. Well, and also my office. If my office is, you know, clean, then I can answer emails faster, I feel like, and I'm less distracted. Yep. Um, and also just... Like the world doesn't ask permission to come into your life. It's email. Where is this? Where is this? Hey, got a call from a planner. When are you going to get me a COI? Like boom, 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 boom. You know, and it's just like it doesn't feel like you're in full control. So um, I think something that is worth talking about is, and and I think is a good transition is what are those um, what are those boundaries? You know, that you well, said. how do you, we heard work-life balance a lot, right? Yeah. And I remember reading this article and it was called like work-life balance is crap mm-hmm. or something. And it was talking about like, did you write it? No, no, no. <laughs> Honestly, it's just, I, I get so sick of people saying work-life balance because I'm like, so the goal is to have 50% of your time at work and 50% of time at home. Like, mm-hmm. what is that? Who does that? Yeah, yeah. Nobody does that. Yeah. Like you wake up, you spend most of your day at work and like, that's how normal people are. This mm-hmm. is like this privileged millennial fantasy mm-hmm. that you're going to have a balanced work or balanced life between going to work and spending time at home. So I think that's kind of a crap idea. I think you should want to grow your business and be successful. It's just not reasonable. I don't want to say it's crap. I understand why people are saying it. Here's what I'm in huge support of, mm-hmm. right? You're killing yourself. You're beating yourself up. You need work-life boundaries. Mm-hmm. That's what's important. Work-life balance, it's okay, especially mid-season. Like if you let go of the idea of balance, you what I want to encourage you to embrace is the idea of seasons. Seasons and boundaries. So you're going to have seasons in your business that are going to require more of your time. My wife knows from June to October, I'm going to be less available. Mm-hmm. She's cool with that. My wife is very supportive. It doesn't mean it's always easy. I do I do try to take a vacation mid-wedding season mm-hmm. every year when we have that open window of time to kind of recharge ourselves. But like this idea of like work, life, and like that's part of what people are frustrated by a lot of times is mm-hmm. like they feel like they're not getting this work-life balance mid-season and they get burnt out because they have poor expectations. You should expect middle of your season to feel physically worse to have a lot more things going on at the same time. And it is a season of grinding. Mm-hmm. So I would say get some grit, but you need to know where's the line. 
course. Where is that boundary between where like, I'm not going to do this. I can't physically or mentally do it. And I think I'm in big support of that. Like be a hard worker, be gritty. You're not going to be balanced, but you certainly can have boundaries. Do you find that when you're on vacation, you're able to turn off work life completely? No. Me, <laughs> me neither. But I don't care. I mean, and is it, I mean, I, I'm like, well, is that a bad thing or? I, I, honestly, thing? yes and no. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm because my vacations, I'm gonna go to the Four Seasons Resort. Yeah. And I'm gonna be sitting around doing nothing. So in a sense, I'm, I do the things in my work that give me life. So I work on things I like and enjoy mm-hmm. that make me feel happy. I don't work on things that stress me out or I don't like. Mm-hmm. And if someone has a terrible emergency, I will maybe solve it if mm-hmm. I can without giving away my wife's time. But yeah, I, I don't turn, totally turn it off, but yeah. I would say I do have the ability to go do whatever I'm doing and not think about it. Mm-hmm. So mentally, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I, I think I'm probably pretty similar. Like when I, we go to... we go on vacation midsummer too. And um, usually I'm like, oh, this is great. Now I can just work in a really pretty place with a really pretty view and have... Well, because we know, like working. Yeah. It's just, and and I feel refreshed because I'm, hey, I'm not in the same place that I usually am, either at home or in the office or um, I'm on the beach looking at, you know, a sunset with a daiquiri or something. Well, but I don't drink daiquiris, That really way. makes the point. Of what you were saying. He doesn't yeah. drink backreads, of course, but also... Only only whiskey and manly Only drinks. really manly drinks. drinks yeah. um, I don't even drink alcohol, Yeah. so I'm really wimpy. Yeah. Um, well, that's what we all say behind <laughs> your back. Fair enough. Yeah. But like, I think that really makes the point, which is your job is not what's stressing you out, I think. And I think you need mm-hmm. to take that focus. It's like work-life balance is not the problem. It's when you feel like you can't control it, when mm-hmm. you feel like it's all bleeding together and you're, I think most of us love our jobs. Yep. And I think it's important, like if you're listening to this, to really take a moment and think about that. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I love getting to do it. It's probably one of your most cherished things in your life. That's why you started doing it. You feel mm-hmm. fulfilled. You feel like you're good at it and you like making people happy. I think what you need to get a handle on in your mind is what's stressing me out is that I feel like I'm a little out of control mm-hmm. or a lot out of control. And of course, you're getting beat up on a weekly, a weekly basis physically. So, so like work-life boundaries are huge. Um, work-life balance can be unreasonable. Well, work-life boundaries is a must. So let's talk a little bit about kind of how do we work this idea in in the middle of this craziness, like personally and maybe think of some ways other people who are listening might be able to work some of these, some boundaries in that will help them kind of take care of themselves in the middle of this crazy season. Sure. I I think uh, the main thing that comes to my mind is um, having times where people can and where you will respond to either emails or phone calls or text messages. Like I've gotten text messages at midnight from couples fully expecting me to just hop on and be like, yeah, I really want to talk to you about your wedding in eight months at midnight on a Tuesday night. Like, uh, you know, having those kind of boundaries of like, and, and, and just setting the client expectation for, okay, I'm not going to respond to this person at midnight. They're going to get a response at nine o'clock in the morning when I'm in front of my computer and I can give them the appropriate time and at the appropriate time. Um, so I, I think like a communications boundary of like, you're not going to, I'm not going to pick up the phone at 10 o'clock when I'm with my wife and we're watching Stranger Things. Um, I think that's probably the first well, that's, step, right? People feel stressed by that even when it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Like, because they, they can't fully settle in. Yeah. Like, they're like hanging out and they should be recharging. And yep. instead they're worried that what if I'm missing an email? What if I'm, mm-hmm. and it's like, no, just kill that. Yep. And, and that really leads in what I was going to say is um, just have, when you switch gears, like it's unreasonable to say, oh, stop at 5 p.m. every day. Start like mm-hmm. there are times you own your you own have, business. Like you're going to have to work yeah. extra time, especially mid season. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. The fact that you do not much for two months of the year will make up for it. Yeah. You're going to be OK. But when you switch, like what I think is fair to my family is when I'm home, I'm available. Mm-hmm. OK, um, if I'm at work, whether it be home office or at an office. If I'm at work, I'm at work. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. But when I switch, there's the boundary. 
So it's less of like a time constraint and more of like they get a priority, right? A priority when, constraint. Yeah. It's about like allowing yourself to fully focus on whatever mm-hmm. it is you're doing. If you are involved in your softball team, men's rec league, you go to the gym, you like to hike, you go to church, whatever it is that you do to um, that has n- not much to do with your business that just recharges you, mm-hmm. do it with all your heart. Yep. Like fill your, like don't let this work thing get in the middle of it. Like mm-hmm. it's totally fine. If you're going to be a person that hikes every morning or takes a walk, don't respond. Don't even entertain the idea of checking emails and letting that ruin your walk. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's the biggest thing I've seen is like really drawing that line. Like, I'm switching gears right now. Yep. Yep. Like, I'm about to leave the office after this, and I'm gonna, you know, if I see a text, I don't mind responding to the text. Sure. But I don't feel bad if I don't. Yes. And I think that's the key is like, oh yeah, like oh Jared texted me. Oh, what's up? Yeah. But I don't go like I need you to have my phone on me at all times. Yeah. What if Jared texts me? Yeah. That's that dread. Totally, totally. Um, I think it's sometimes it's hard. I think it's hard to do that, but it it takes practice. It takes discipline. But I think after you do, what is it? You know, after you do something for 30 days, it becomes a habit to you. Um, Just drilling it into yourself of like, no, this is the way I feel. I'm going to make it a habit. And I think after a while, because I feel like you almost have like FOMO. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, especially when you're first starting, because you're like, oh, it's my business. Like, and the good thing is, when you first start, your business isn't as big as it will be in five years, right? So you get to gradually work your way into this. Okay, now my yeah, business you're not world expected crazy. to do it overnight. You get yeah. to grow with your business. Yeah, but I think it is an important thing to establish early. If you have five weddings that that you're operating, um, you know, no matter what your 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 skill is. Um, Drilling in those kind of disciplines early on of like, this is what I'm going to do regardless of, um, you know, what, um, yeah, what, what, what the timing is going to be. Um, early on, I, I think it's just a good habit to get into. And, and that way that you know when you are shooting, you know, 100 weddings, you're going to do the same thing and you're just kind of locking, locking and, and, in your and habits early. This, if you're listening to this, you know, we shoot probably more than most. Our model is a little different than most people. We're doing around a hundred something, and yeah, then we got our commercial side of our business as well. Mm-hmm. So we we're we're busy entrepreneurs, and and like I want to like I want you to hear this as like a ray of hope, not a brag. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty non-stressed about my business. Yeah, me too. It doesn't affect me negatively, mainly because I mean it's going well, so that's good. Yeah. And I think that's that maybe is some of our stress is we think it's because we're burnt out, but really we're anxious about how it's going. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not that anxious how it's going. The other thing is, you know, I, I keep these boundaries in, so it's possible for you. Like if you're feeling overwhelmed and you have no, you're thinking like, how could I ever get out of this? Like. We're doing a really large volume and stuff, and and we, you know, you built the support around you. And I was gonna say my next tip with having good boundaries is maybe they're not on staff, whatever it is, but build a good team yeah. that will take the pressure off, so it's not just you. So yeah. what what does that look like? Let's take most of our people probably aren't studios, so let's talk about an artist model, mm-hmm. which for us an artist model is a kind of the typical one man show, maybe a husband and wife team. Mm-hmm. They're not running a whole team. It's just, that's probably most creatives and it's a great way to do it. We have a studio model, which we have a whole uh, employees and a whole bunch of teams, but the artist model, how can you build a quote unquote team around you to help you get the job done yeah. and take the pressure off of you? Um, this whole conversation, it reminds me of the four hour work week, right? Yes. yes. Um, and good book if you haven't read it. Yeah, and and I don't think when you and I think about that book, I don't think I only want to work four hours a week, right? Not possible. I, I yeah, it's not possible. And even the author, I, I forget his name, Tim Ferriss, right? Yeah, I believe he, so. He says um, it's it's not realistic to only work four hours. But the whole book is finding people to do the things that you don't like or you're not good at. Um, so or even that just can do them. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly to free up your time. So. Even if you're a photographer or videographer or wedding creative um, in any any field, really, I think there are certain things that even if you don't have a staff member, 
a team member that can do a specific role, whether it's admin or whether it's photo editing, finding the team members that work well, well within your system. I would say outsource your sanity, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So find other people around you that will help you stay sane. And yep. I think that's really what it is, is people who feel like it's all on them, that's a that's a stress. Mm-hmm. And that's what a lot of people are dealing with. What are some things everyone can outsource? Whether mm. it be basic, creative, or just logistical? I think one of the first things I've seen a lot of people do, and it's not true in our case, is the admin work, right? Um, I like to do a lot of, not that I like to do the admin work, it's just the baby that I'm not willing to give up yet. Well, sales Um, is involved. Sales is involved, and and that's an area that I actually, I like the sales part. I like talking to people, um, but not necessarily emailing people from nine to five. Um, But that's something that, there's some form of that that you can give away by just telling someone, I want these forms made. I want this email list made. Having somebody do that, um, there's a lot of resources online, like secretaries from other countries that can do that kind of work for you, that you just dump stuff on them and then you double check at the end of the day and it's, you know, Yeah, you got to inspect what you expect. That's what they always say. But I think the other one, if it was me, the first thing I would outsource is is my financials. Okay. The first thing I would do is get a CPA. CPAs are not that expensive Mm -hmm. and they will help you with your taxes and help you like... It not only takes a big stress off, and it's probably one of the things most of these listeners are terrible at, mm-hmm. which is like business math. Yep. Get a CPA that knows what they're doing and knows how to help your model, especially someone who's worked with creatives before is helpful. Yep. But get a CPA. Yep. That'll take a huge stress off, and um, you'll feel like, oh, I'm like a boss. This person's working for me. <laughs> they're giving me reports, and, it, and it'll help a lot. I think that's one of the biggest ones mm-hmm. I see is, is get, just get it. I would, I honestly... I think everyone should get a CPA. Oh, me too. Yeah. Like, I don't, if you're listening to this and we'll, we'll probably, you'll hear it a lot on this podcast is like, get a CPA, get a CPA, get a CPA because Mm -hmm. you suck at it. Yeah. And if you're good at it, why are you wasting your time doing that? You should be selling more weddings and editing and creating. You shouldn't be dealing with that crap. Mm -hmm. And honestly, the consequences of screwing that part of your business up are way more than the consequences of editing something kind of junky. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like so, I Long think term. get a CPA yep. is the number one thing I would outsource first. Okay. Because it's probably adding a lot of stress to you. You're probably not good at it, and um, it'll probably make you feel it'll do. It'll immediately be like, ah. It's freedom. Yeah. Freedom. Um, I think the other thing you can outsource really quickly is is honestly some of your edits. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a lot of if you're just a shooter and you're like you can probably whether it be offshore or a studio. Yep. Or even just getting someone in and start building into your business model, maybe a contractor to help you mm-hmm. that you know and you have a relationship with. I think that's a really good one that will Me help too. a lot. Me too. And and I was talking to a photographer today about it, and she outsources all of her edits. And she calls all of her photos. So she doesn't give all of it away, but she still she does a portion of it. So she calls all of her photos to save her some money. And, and, you know, and it also maintains a certain level of control. But if you're just looking for someone to, you know, Move some sliders around in a certain way and, and consistency it and, white balance and, 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 it, it, and you found someone that you feel like represents your brand well, um, then it's definitely a, a place that you can um, outsource pretty easily. What, what do you think about um, uh, hiring a lawyer? Do you think that saves you time? No. Me neither. <laughs> I don't think... I think out, it saves you I sanity. Think, I think outs- this will not... If you have so we're talking you know mental health mm-hmm. and, and 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 self-care um i am not anxious about getting sued mm-hmm. but i guess it could be considered self-care and outsourcing if you had that anxiety mm-hmm. and I, that I, being said you should still do it i probably yeah yeah i probably have more anxiety about that but it, in it, where it just like it feels good knowing that you have someone watching your back and like yeah. on the little things um you're, yeah. you're not a smart business person if you are – I understand if you can't afford it and you're mm-hmm. not there in your business yet, there probably comes a time and a place where it's not the right decision. Mm-hmm. But, man, if you have the money and you're just like, meh, yeah. that's, that's just dumb. You should get a lawyer. Yeah. We didn't have one for a long time, and nope. then we we're like, well – you probably should. Yeah, no, we literally were like, we're dumb. Why don't we have a lawyer? Yeah, this yeah. is stupid. Yeah. 
Like, not, it's not that expensive. No. And we you only this, pay them to when they work. So, and you just get that relationship going. Yep. You pay them a little bit to explain your business for you. And yep. so, when you call them out of the blue, they're not like, who the heck are you? Yeah. And, and I would say that's another thing that's good to get started early because you probably won't have to call them a lot early. Maybe they look at your contract, they're like, great, you know, pay me 200 bucks and, you know, whatever, whatever the going rate is. Sure. Um, but it does help. When you yeah. put it that way, Maybe I disagree with the thing I said previously, which is mm-hmm. maybe it does help with self-care, getting a lawyer, especially when you're when you have that peace of mind to know that mm-hmm. your contracts are binding, that they're all yep. good. I guess based on the amount of people that don't understand how deposits work mm-hmm. in all these forums that are like, oh, this person canceled. It's like mm-hmm. you'd not be asking a forum. You should be asking a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask a forum all these questions. Ask a lawyer. Yeah. And I think when you know you have that peace of mind, yeah, that would probably take some stress away. Mm-hmm. Totally. But it's not really outsourcing. It's adding. Yep. So, yeah. um, and, you know, I understand you can't outsource everything. Mm-hmm. There's a lot you have to do. Like, could I, like, there's probably someone who can outsource, quote, unquote, like their marketing. Mm-hmm. I don't think most of you can outsource your marketing. The cost, it would just kill you. It, it'd be it'd add so much cost to your business, it wouldn't be smart. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit. The things that you can't unload. Sure. The stuff that you're just stuck with and you're in the middle of that season, you're dealing with leads that are coming in, all the physical toil of shooting the weddings, getting the actual work done and the mm-hmm. edits done, um, and then just dealing with financial stuff and all the businessy crap that everyone hates dealing with. Mm-hmm. You're in the middle of that. You've outsourced everything you can and you're still dealing with all this stuff. How do we get, I can't think of another way to say it. How do we get grittier? How do we just tough it out? And, and like, what are some things we can do to build up our like mental muscle and just push through it? Um, I know some things I do that help me, but what, what, what about you? What's that uh, Jocko like book that's, uh, extreme ownership. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. The, one of the main takeaways I got from him was just like, wake up earlier, dude. <laughs> like, and and maybe you already wake up super early, but I did not, and I still probably do not, um, as much as I wish I did. But I know when I wake up earlier, if I wake up even at like six o'clock or even like six thirty, and get to work a little bit earlier, maybe I, I you know take the dog out a little bit earlier, so I'm just getting to work a little bit earlier. Um, that extra hour maybe or two hours is huge it allows you to get more well, done you know what they call that margin for error mm-hmm. yep create margins yep. i think is a huge thing is like you're not gonna get better working less mm-hmm. and if you want to be everything you can be and so the thing i was gonna say is if you're in the middle of it the way to keep going is to remember where you're going mm-hmm Think about your destination of what you want. And like that's for me is a big deal. It's like when I'm tired, I got to keep in mind that I'm also hungry. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, I want this. I want this thing. I want to grow my business to six figures. I want to grow my business, I don't know, seven figures. I want to grow my business to seven figures. Mm-hmm. And I want this client to be psyched. I want to be proud of my work. I want to get lead all the things that I want out of my business Keep your eye on the prize. Yep. In the middle of that season, it can be the like it's very easy to get short-sighted, which is to look at the week that you have ahead of you and think about how stressed you are and forget about really the accomplishment of being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and the accomplishment of making, making people happy. And, the, and then, of course, like hopefully you're doing awesome and your business is growing. If you're a person who owns their own business that pays their bills for them, you're in an elite group. Mm-hmm. Like you... Keep your eye on that prize. To me, that's that's emotional purely. It's psychological purely. But mm-hmm. I think you can get a lot of grit and encourage from reminding yourself um, what you're really after mm-hmm. and kind of pushing through. And, totally. and I think that's a big thing. Uh, I think a part of that too is finding other people that inspire you mm. to become a bitter, better uh, to business bitter. partner. <laughs> to become bitter and salty New England people. Um, <laughs> no, to become better. To become better, like... Um, like Gary V, like every time I listen to that guy, I'm like, what the heck am I doing with my life? I need to like wake up at four o'clock in the morning, and like, <laughs> you know, and just always have tons of energy and, and get out there and do it. Um, and just find, yeah, finding people that inspire you, like listening to books. I find like if, if I'm doing things 
Um, even when I'm editing, if I'm listening to an audio book, that, that makes me feel calm because I'm like, okay, I'm not just focusing on this one work thing. I'm able to kind of multitask and I'm listening to this other audio book, making myself better as a person while I'm going through this stressful time or podcasts or whatever. I'm able to kind of do th- two things at the same time. And it, I find it just like calms me down because I'm able to accomplish both things at the same time. Um, but I think f- no matter what, finding other outlets besides just work, work, well, work, work, work. That's really what it is. Is like one of the boundaries you have to keep I should have said this before. You have to keep personal growth sacred. Mm-hmm. Like yes. you, there can't be a season in your life where you give up personal growth to get financial growth. Mm-hmm. That is how you get into real personal trouble. It's totally. how you screw up your family. It's how you become a messed up person with all kinds of you. What is that? What good does it help a person to gain the world and lose their soul? Yeah. Right. And so whether or not you're religious or you're just into physical fitness or you like to just read about science journals, mm-hmm. whatever it is, the thing that you're like, I'm growing as a person, I'm becoming a better person. Like personal growth is not optional. Mm-hmm. And if you keep personal growth and say, this is sacred every morning I meditate for an hour or I go do yoga or I think having things in your life that are not they're not even about your family. They're not even about your job. They're literally about you becoming better. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not selfish because when you become better, you're better to your family, you're better at work. You're be- and I think that is important is, is yeah. keeping a sacred part of your life that's like personal growth. And it's like, I have a boundary here. Yep. No, I'm going to always take care of personal growth because that's important. I, I, I would even say that your business probably won't grow unless you're growing as a person. And, and I would probably say um, you won't become more happy unless you're growing as a person. Yeah, and like, that doesn't mean like personal growth is actually work. Mm-hmm. So this is not me saying like every, it's accomplishment. It's not watching TV for yep. a day. It's not even necessarily going on vacation. Mm-hmm. It's doing something that invests in yourself. And and I think a lot of people struggle with this because they think that sitting on the couch and relaxing after a post-wedding day hangover is personal growth. Mm -hmm. That is not personal growth. Yeah, That's not what you need. You might need that because Mm -hmm. you're beat up, but your yourself, your soul, your heart, you need to grow as a person. Mm -hmm. That's how you're really going to be able to um, get better. Yeah. And I and I think that's one of the things I see is people feel stuck. So what are what are some areas that you are are, uh, personally growing in? Um, You know, for me, it's always about gratitude. Oh, that's cool. You know, like how do I become more thankful? And Mm -hmm. I think maybe that that's even a mid-season tip. Is like, oh, what a great thing it is that this person chose to work with me. I, yeah. I, I always think about that. I'm yeah, so yeah. I say it on the phone to all my couples. I'm so grateful for yeah. you. Yeah. And like, and I'm so grateful for you know, look at these lights right here, all these lenses, all this camera equipment for you, for mm. the people I get to work with. Like, I think gratitude is something I want to get better at though, yeah. because if I, especially expressing gratitude, probably telling people I'm grateful. Um, yeah, that's true. It'll help me be happier. Mm-hmm. I know it'll help me be happier and it will help me be more effective as a leader. It'll help me be better at sales. It'll help me like, so maybe that's selfish to me, but like I'm getting better. I yep. want to get better at that because it's the type of person I want to be and it's the type of energy I want to kick into the world. Yep. Um, and that's, I know for me, that's something I'm trying to improve on. It's helped me enjoy that. That specifically has helped me enjoy weddings more too. It's just being like, ah, oh, I love weddings. I, I, I really, and I think my love of weddings has grown over the years. Yeah. Like some people are like, weddings not Can't for wait me. to get out yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah, get out. Um, but for me, I enjoy going to weddings. Every wedding I go to now, I'm like, oh, and then this <laughs> is going to happen. And oh, it's going to be so great. We can take photos out by the green. Yes. Like I can't wait to get these images. Um, and because it, it's become less stressful to me over the over the years because it's just like I got this and I think some of it is confidence and so the more confident you get the less you have to stress the more happy oh you I also are. feel like you know how quickly it could go away totally yeah like totally. W- the more you're in this industry the more you've seen people come and go and people whose businesses who are good mm-hmm. who made little mistakes and or fluky things who knows but like they're not in it anymore. And I'm they don't wear like, like a fedora hat that's cool anymore. No, so they no, they're, they stopped wearing the right hat and then no one yeah. booked them. But like, 
I'm so grateful that we get to do this and mm -hmm. our business is doing well because I know it could just go away. Like any mm -hmm. random season, our couples could all just, who knows? Yeah. We could just get no phone calls. And yeah. so I think that's just huge for me. What about you? What's, what's something you want to, what you're personally working on to grow mid-season? Um, it's it's kind of dorky, but it, it, it's like a mental vacation for me is we just became homeowners. So like learning to do like put in doors and stuff. Yeah. It's like... It's like it requires all your focus, but it's mental vacation where it's just like, you know what? I just have to unscrew all these screws and then put drywall in and screw it in. And you just need to do it. Sit. Yeah, you need to do it, and it saves you money. But at the same time, I feel like, ah, I'm becoming a better person. Like, and I'm not doing weddings. I'm getting that weird dad knowledge right now that, you know, one day my kids will be like, how do you know all this stuff? And it's just, yeah. I, I learned a, a skill. Put my time in, yeah. Um, yeah, that's huge. I think that's really cool. It's like just having... A hobby. Yeah. You and, I, you know, I'm not doing the things that I did last year. Like, last year, I feel like I was really into playing video games, and that was, like, my vacation. This year is, like, well, life changes. Like, I have actual things to do, um, but I enjoy it. You yep. Know? Yeah. And, you, and, and I feel like the more skills you gain, the more things in life you just enjoy and can appreciate and just, um, I don't know, the more happy you become over... And and I feel like I have more things to do nowadays than ever, right? Yep. Don't you feel that way? Like I you know have, that's a fact. Yeah, and and I'm more happy than ever because you know how to mitigate and manage it. Well, I'm more trusting of the people around me. Mm -hmm. Sure. And I'm more willing to cut it off because I know the world's not going to fall apart. Mm -hmm. And if I could, if you're listening to this, the biggest thing I would encourage you about is if you need to take a break, um, you know, I. I, I encourage you be realistic about how long the break is going to actually be. You got to yeah. get your work done, but there's no shame in it. Like there are people there that are there to help you. There are plenty of go to a rising tide group, like get to know other wedding creatives. I mean, if I like the whole um, community over competition thing at the core of it, I think is really just the idea that get people around you who understand what you're going through. Mm hmm and and realize like you'll realize quickly like a probably some things you're doing you're just causing your own stress you're making mistakes and you can probably just tweak some stuff and improve mm -hmm. and then the other thing is you might just need to grit it out and and just tough it out and realize you're in a tough season and that you look at the end goal and you're gonna and just push through mm -hmm. push through the pain and the last thing is make sure you're taking care of yourself and you're having those boundaries where you're giving your fam when you're with your family and you're giving them even if it's less time in this season, mm -hmm. when you're with them, give them the time. When you're taking care of yourself, whether it be going to the gym or having meditation or fishing, yeah, do it. Just fish. Yep. You don't need to feel guilty about it. You don't need to feel bad about it. You need to do those things because you need to be the best version of you that you can be. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that stress people feel, that guilt they feel. Um, drives them into even more unhappiness. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and I think you don't need to do that to yourself. Yeah. I think, and, and as you're saying that, I thought, you know, when I, like, because it's not, I don't want to make it seem like I'm always in, like, a flow state of, you know. State of bliss. And, and, or whatever, and, because I'm not. It, 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 <laughs> it, I feel like overall I'm a very happy person. Yeah, when you think I'm about it. I'm always happy, you know. But I have stressful days. I'll get a call that I don't like and I'll vent about it and be upset about it. And I have a bad tendency of taking that home and then complaining. And then, you know, I, you know, am upset about something and I say something to my wife that I shouldn't say and she doesn't deserve it. And so I would say, as much as you can, don't bring that stuff home. Don't yeah. bring that, like, it's going to be better for your family if you're just, hey, this is work. And here's a boundary, and and getting good at that is a skill. It takes practice, but it's you're gonna benefit from That's it. That's a great. If you're just you have to be disciplined yes, with this. So, yes. like I don't think you get anything in life without working. Mm -hmm. So you're not gonna get this balanced life without really working hard. And um, and I don't. I think it's ridiculous when people think that there's gonna not have seasons of excess and hard work. No. You're gonna have those, but like. Just understand, like, when you put up a boundary, try to keep that boundary. Yeah. And be honest when you're not doing it. Like, yep. be honest, like, hey, sorry I was stressed today. I just, I'm thinking about this thing at work. Yep. Just be honest with yourself. Be honest with the people in your life, you know. <clears throat> and I think you'll, you, you can get through it. And that's the last thing I'll say is, like, kind of as we are closing this out, 
If you are listening and you're feeling stressed and you're feeling like your mental health is suffering or your personal health is suffering or your relationships are suffering, um, be honest with the people around you, um, but also realize like you're going to get through it. Mm-hmm. Like um, the, the season's going to push through. You're going to look at your bank account and you're going to have a great season and, and you're going to be, you're going to be rewarded for going through this time of stress and, and, and like keeping your eye on that prize and realizing like, the journey that life is, I think when you have perspective, it'll help a lot. Like mm-hmm. if you think about something like I could endure anything for a minute, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, most yeah. any pain. I mean, uh, there's all kinds of, I, I'm getting I'm dental. <laughs> I've gotten dental work and I'm like, <laughs> oh, this hurts, but I'm going to get this other pain fixed. And yeah. I'm going to endure it. And like, I can endure something, but if I'm thinking like, when is this going to ever end? Mm-hmm. That's when it's like, Dread. Dread. It causes that terrible stress. And it's like, you can get through it. Mm -hmm. If you're listening to this and you're stressed, you can get through it. You can push through it. You got this. Find someone to vent to. Like you said before, community over competition. Like find find a person that you can vent to that is going or has been through something similar, I think is a a key. Um, Being able to vent to them. Hopefully even a mentor, someone who's even farther along than you are, who's maybe doing really awesome and can kind of, Maybe they were you in mm-hmm. the past. Yep. Yep. Completely. Completely. So um, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Hopefully this was helpful to somebody because we're just kind of venting and um, and also kind of t- hopefully some helpful tips. But it's not easy. You're not alone, though. Yep. You can get through it. Yep. You can tough it out. Just make sure you have those personal growth and those work-life boundaries that you're keeping. Make sure you're grateful and, and, great and filled with, like, remembering that this is going to be great in the end and you're going to get through it. You're going to get through it, get some people to talk to. You're going to get through this tough season. Um, So thank you so much for checking out the wedding pros podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much for watching on YouTube. We got a bunch of other content on our YouTube channel. That's more tutorial content and, and then some small clips. We would love it if you check those out too. That That is much more at this point, it's much more photo video. Uh, but sometime in the future, we'd like to expand into just wedding creatives in general and uh, and helping everyone across the board and even help vendors understand other parts of the industry so they can know when they're talking to a florist or when you're talking to a wedding planner. Um, what that overlap is, some useful tips. I think there are a lot of things like, for instance, like a photographer can learn from a florist when there's no florist around to, you know, Puff the flowers up to look good. So I think that's the direction we'd like to take the podcast or the uh, YouTube channel eventually. But now it's a lot of photo video stuff because that's what we do. That's what we're comfortable with. We're but, doing a bunch of interviews with some yeah. really cool guests coming up. So oh, yeah. stay tuned. It's yep. going to be awesome. And if there are any kind of topics that you're sitting at home, you're like, oh, I really want them to tackle that or talk to this guest. Let us know because we are always trying to you know, come up with creative topics. And I don't know. It's hard to do with that. I mean, we tend to think about the same thing, but we always want to hear from you and what people at home are kind of asking about and, and where they are in their business. So uh, feel free to reach out in the comment section or reach out on our Facebook page, Wedding Pros, uh, and like that as well. I don't know if you mentioned that one. Yeah, we have but, a Facebook page and we also have a Facebook group, yep. which we really are trying to build up. Thank you guys so much for checking it out. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed it and we'll see you in on the next Wedding Pros podcast. <laughs>